0: Classroom management is a term educators use to detail processes that ensure lessons in the classroom run smoothly and without disruptive behavior from those who may compromise content delivery. In short, classroom management establishes and sustains an orderly environment for your students, creates opportunities for meaningful academic learning, and fosters social and emotional growth, reduces negative behaviors, and increases the amount of time actually devoted to the lesson. Welcome to episode 130 of the Teacher Rockstar podcast, a place where tips and strategies critical to the new teacher are discussed. We share the latest educational research and best practices so that the new teacher can be better equipped for a successful classroom experience. I'm your host, Steve Hiles, and today we will be talking about best classroom management strategies with our expert guest, Michael Linson. Before we get into today's topic, I want to ask you a question. Are you a brand new teacher that just graduated college? Would you be interested in having somebody with you every step of the way to guide and assist you as you transition into the classroom? Well, stay to the end of this episode, and I will provide you with a link to learn how you can. Before we dive into today's topic, I would like to take this opportunity to share a little bit about our guest speaker, Michael Linson. Michael Linson founded Smart Classroom Management in 2009. He has taught every grade level from kindergarten through high school for the past 31 years and is the author of six best-selling books. He has teaching credentials in elementary education, English, drama and dance, and physical education, and an advanced degree in educational counseling. He is a frequent guest on podcasts and radio programs, advises school leaders and administrators, and works tirelessly to transform the American public education system. He lives in San Diego, California. Welcome to the show, Michael. Thank you, Steve.
1: Uh, Really appreciate you having me.
0: Great. Uh, It is really a pleasure to have you share your expertise with us today. Uh, So Michael, would you take a, a moment to tell our listeners about your journey in the field of education?
1: Uh sure yeah so i started uh teaching in uh, i believe 1991 um loved it from the jump um felt like immediately that it was it was what i was meant to do um mm-hmm. had a great experience uh right from the beginning which i know is uh, i know now is is pretty unusual um and still love it you know 32 years later uh but it took me a while. Um, I, you know, I had, like I said, a, a good experience right off the bat, and and was really enjoying it. But also focused on getting better. I've always been fascinated with uh, classroom management and behavior, and so was uh, really focused on on those things and how I could make my my classroom uh, better, more effective. Um, how to raise the bar of excellence in mm-hmm. in my classroom. And it wasn't until uh, a few years later that I I really noticed that that my experience was unique, that there were a lot of teachers around me, a lot of teachers at my school that were really struggling, uh, profoundly struggling and unhappy, stressed out, overworked, dealing with lots of uh, misbehavior, disruptions, um, even some uh, severe misbehavior. And so I started really thinking, you know what what was I doing differently? I, I just, uh, I wanted to help. I, I thought that maybe I could help, but I but I first had to um, really take a deep dive in into what I was doing and what was different than than their experience and why it was different was what what was it was it something about me and I've since learned that it it really isn't it's it's nothing about uh, me in particular, um, but it is uh, a set of uh, principles and um, an approach um th- that can make a, a huge difference and so um a- after really breaking things down uh I I started I thought that that maybe um I could <laughs> I could do some writing I've always, I've always enjoyed writing and I had done some professional writing um before 2009 mm-hmm. um, but uh I just one day pretty much uh, on a whim after really thinking about it. I started Smart Classroom Management and just started writing um, just with one article and now 700 articles later, uh, still doing it, still helping classroom management.
0: That is fantastic. Well, Michael, let me ask you this now, what do you consider would be the main goal of classroom management?
1: Uh, to give the teacher the freedom to teach and the students the freedom to learn and enjoy being in the classroom, without interference, without being bothered, bullied, or um, interrupted.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's very important, especially you know uh, for the for the new teacher, you know, uh, coming straight from college, going into the classroom, uh, could be very very challenging, you know, um, and then if 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 you were to Speak to addressing misbehavior in the classroom because I know that's a challenge. I mean, you know, a challenge for many, many teachers.
1: Yeah, uh, for sure, it it is. It's it's a big challenge, and and absolutely the the number one challenge I would I would say uh, today. And so, uh, it's a huge question. Um, Mm -hmm. I've spent the past fourteen years. Answering. And so it's, it's not a simple answer, but I will say that it all begins with a classroom management plan, which is a set of rules and consequences that allow the teacher um to, to lean on uh rather than trying to convince students to behave, rather than trying to pull them aside and counsel them and uh, use their words to somehow motivate students uh, to behave, which um, which doesn't work and, and actually backfires in the long run.
0: Yeah, yeah, I see. And I guess this would kind of uh, tie in with managing a chaotic classroom. you know it, you got you know, I'm, I'm sure you've seen it too, you know, uh, or even heard it through the walls of your class. I mean just a class is totally out of control. And would you say would start with a a, a comprehensive management plan, you
1: know? Yeah, ab- absolutely. It, it would, you know, if if you're unable to get a student's attention, if if you're unable to uh, speak and have students uh, listen to you without talking over you, um, then you've lost control of the class, and you absolutely have to restart from the beginning and teach and model. Uh, the rules that protect learning in the classroom, and then uh, the consequence, the consequences in case those rules are uh, broken.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um,
1: can you speak
0: to some practices to quiet down a very noisy class? I mean, what what kind of strategies or tips can you tell uh, that new teacher? This This would work and, you know, 99 out of 100 times, you know, and I know you know obviously one strategy is not going to work 100 percent, I wouldn't think. I don't know. What's your take on that?
1: Yeah, so these are <laughs> the, 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 the single strategies and the and the tricks uh, won't work uh, it, you know to, to quiet a noisy class. Um, so those things it, I should say they they may work initially. Uh, for the first time or the first few times. And then it's just going to go back to, to what it was before. Um, teachers need a complete cultural change, uh, which is what we do at, at Smart Classroom Management. And so I said it, it begins with a classroom management plan, but in it, its a classroom management plan is critical, but it's a small part of classroom management. And so uh, we have to make that plan meaningful and matter uh to students, which is a, a whole other uh topic that that we can get into if you wish. So um there are things you can do um absolutely uh to to avoid having a noisy class to begin with. But if it's noisy, there isn't a trick that's going to work. Hmm.
0: Because I know some, uh, you know, some teachers do the uh, clap three times, or if you hear me clap three times, or, or they may say class, and a class says yes, yes, you, you know, kind of uh, some kind of a, a thing there, uh, to kind of quiet them down a little bit. I know some teachers turn the lights on and off. I don't yeah. really find that. I don't know. It might work once. Or twice. I just, first me personally, I don't find that that works too well. But I, I don't know. It's just me. Yeah. But, well. Uh,
1: If you don't mind me addressing that. And so um, you can have a signal, certainly. Uh, And at Smart Class Management, we prefer a simple, can I have your attention, please? Uh Uh, But the signal means nothing if the students aren't taught specifically in a highly detailed way and modeled what is expected and then practice that. And then what happens if they don't give you your attention? And mm-hmm. so that's the, that's where the magic is. It isn't in the signal itself. You know, you could you can clap, you can, you know, use a, a train whistle or, or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but it's it's the actual it's the teaching of it that, that makes it work.
0: Yes, absolutely. Uh, now, I, I know um, uh, new teachers, well, as uh, seasons as well, um, sometimes uh, find it hard to deal with disrespectful kids. And, you know, uh, what uh, what again, what strategy would you recommend or a tip uh, when you have disrespectful students?
1: Well, one of the most powerful things you can do just for overall classroom management is to never take misbehavior personally.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so uh, what what we do at Smart our Classroom Management is we recommend and we, we have strategies for how to do this, but if you can be consistently pleasant it's tough at times ain't. Go, well the, the, <laughs> there are ways to do it that make it not so difficult and uh-huh. so um all of our strategies free you up to do that uh-huh. and when you rely solely on a classroom management plan to take care of misbehavior you don't make it personal between you and the student you don't create friction between you and the student and so you see a lot less uh, disrespect. But when you do see it, it's just a matter of following through. Uh-huh. And so there isn't a um, there there isn't a uh, a lecture. There there isn't a admonishment or anything like that. It's just following your classroom management plan. And your consistent pleasantness and that joy of being in your class is what makes those rules and consequences so powerful um, mm-hmm. and far less likely to to get disrespect. In fact, if smart classroom management classrooms, it's rare to ever get any disrespect.
0: Wow, that that's that's amazing. Um, again, let me let me ask you this, uh, Michael: How how would you advise someone to organize a or structure their classroom for maximum effectiveness? You know, how, how do you organize that classroom? I, I know that's, you know, we could probably talk for hours on, on that, but, you know, just a just a, basically a short answer for that. What do you think? Do you
1: mean a, a, the physical organization?
0: Yeah, the actual or, organize a classroom. Yeah, it, it could be physical. It could be, you know, how are how you going to group these kids together? You know, how are you going to group the kids together? That, that kind of thing where are you going to put but, out your manipulatives you know that kind of stuff
1: yeah so the the physical environment is really really important and and i think it's it really very under underappreciated. um and so you want your environment as uh as clear of clutter as possible any any clutter and too many posters on the wall mm-hmm. and, and uh, uh, too many uh, books. Uh, we recommend just having everything very, very clean and open. When a when a visitor comes into your classroom, they should be um, uh, stunned in some ways by what they see. <laughs> it, it should really feel like it's a sacred place. Uh-huh. So we cl- we keep it spotless um, and clutter free. And this does several things. Number one, it it communicates to students that when they come into your classroom, that excellence is expected rather than a chaotic environment. And then the other thing it does is that there are many studies that show that that, uh, chaos in the environment Mm -hmm. uh, causes chaos in the mind. It it makes it difficult to to focus. And so uh, we believe the physical environment should be very, very, uh, I like to say, spartan like yes huh? <laughs> as, as far as organization uh, of the students it can be anything with good classroom management you're free to have groups that work like they're supposed to you're free to sit students wherever you wish them to to sit you don't have to separate mm-hmm. students and it will all still work well that
0: that's cool do you uh, actually uh, allow students to basically pick their own seats for example I mean, uh, is this an acceptable practice uh, with respect to smart classroom management, you know?
1: I you know, I don't I don't think it's harmful necessarily, but i but I do think that the the first uh, day of school, um, in order to set the tone that the teacher is the leader of the classroom, mm-hmm. that you do set up where the students are seated. and um, it can be uh, random. Um, if if there are students that have um, IEPs, for example, that that maybe need to sit near the front, you right. certainly gonna, um, heed those uh, that advice. But other than that, um, I think yes, you should. But as far as keeping certain students separated, um, that isn't a uh, that's classroom management by avoidance, and that isn't good for kids.
0: Okay. All right. And I, I have to ask you this. Uh, what ways or, or how, I should say, you know, um, because I know the first day of school is extremely important. Matter of fact, the first two weeks is very critical to getting things under, you know, going just like a, you know, smooth, you know. But mm-hmm. so it, how, how can a teacher build authentic? Uh, I, I notice in your book you talk about authentic classroom community and not just, uh, for lack of a better word, fake in a community, you know what I mean? So, how does one, how does that new teacher go in there, go into that classroom and start building? And I know it's not going to happen overnight, it's not going to happen with a worksheet, you know, find someone who knows whatever, you know, whatever you're going to do. So, how do we build this authentic classroom community you talk about?
1: Yeah, it's uh, we sort of have a, a different way of looking at it. So, we don't really believe in community circles and um, hash out kind of sessions and, and things like that and and kind notes and letters. And uh, we really believe in focusing on academics. Um, But as as far as building a a community, it, it really starts and ends with the teacher doing what they say they're going to do. So when students trust the teacher and when that teacher is protecting their right to learn and enjoy being in the classroom those mm-hmm. students are so appreciative of being there, so appreciative of uh, of being there, and when they they know that there's a kindness and excellence is expected, then they're free to make uh, build relationships with each other uh, without fear. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they also know that every day their teacher is going to be consistently pleasant, and so they know that it's going to be a good day, and they don't have to worry about the teacher's mood. Or that the teacher is going to to react to misbehavior by bringing tension in the classroom and creating animosity and all those sorts of things. So community happens natural in a well-run, um, effective classroom management type classroom. Mm-hmm. But then again, on the other
0: hand, you know, on that first day or even that first week, there's uh, obviously you don't find anything wrong with activities that that you know, uh, that, uh, fosters students getting to know each other.
1: Yeah. I think a good getting to know you game is fine on the first mm-hmm. day of school. Um, yeah. but, but really that's about it. You know, we're, we're at school. We also just want to send the message that academics is what, what we're there for. That yeah. that's, that's number one. Um, and we, we, the, you know, the, we mentioned this before the, the purpose of classroom management of classroom management, um, is to have more time on task. More time doing academic work, and in a well-run classroom, um, I've found the difference between a, a classroom that has good classroom management, expert classroom management, and one that doesn't. If those students are going to to be on task months ahead in a given year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Now, what
0: would you? Um, well, let me ask you this: What types of uh, strategies, okay, it could could a teacher use? for say, um, a student refuses to follow directions, you know, you're given a direction to a kid and, and he just doesn't do it.
1: Yeah, doesn't so, respond. Yeah. yeah. So a couple of things. Um, and, and I hope that, that, uh, you know, I can respond simply enough. Um, but there, there is a lot to this topic, but mm-hmm. usually if a student refuses to follow direction, uh, they have it. There's a reason why, and typically, often, most often, it's because the the teacher hasn't been consistent. Okay. And so they, in their their minds, the student is thinking that there's there's a sense of unfairness there. Okay. So that's that's the number one reason. That's the second reason. If a if a student doesn't want to follow directions, is because um, there isn't clarity about what is expected. Ahead yeah. of time, um, and it and it can also it also comes down to relationships. So I would I would say a third thing is that if um, if the there's resentment between the teacher and the students, that can be another reason. But it's generally those those three reasons. Uh, but the number one is being inconsistent. So in other words, uh, following through with a consequence with one student for one thing, but not another student, which is really really common. Or saying they're going to do one thing and not doing it, and you just you just crush um, the trust you have between your students. And so you, you, a teacher has to be super super disciplined in this in this particular area, and uh, that should be a rarity. But usually yeah, yeah. something's going on, um, and it's the teacher, not the student.
0: Okay. All right, uh, Michael. Let me ask you this: What would you tell a new teacher about sending? students to the principal's office?
1: If it's, uh, if the behavior was a, a dangerous behavior, threatening, physically assaulting, things like that, you absolutely have to send that student. You have to involve administration to document that behavior and uh, to allow the, the principal or, or assistant principal um, to go through the protocols that they're required by the school district.
0: Absolutely. Other than
1: that, however, you should not. So, under no circumstances for common misbehavior, even repeated common misbehavior, do you send a student to the principal? And the reason is because, when, as soon as you do that, you communicate to that student and the rest of your class that the buck doesn't stop with you, uh-huh, that uh-huh. you're not the ultimate authority in your classroom, and that you can't handle it in need help and that generally what happens is an increase in misbehavior
0: yeah yeah absolutely okay all right now uh you know this is this is something i definitely wanted to ask you here what, what is your advice on putting student names on the whiteboard or, or chalkboard or whatever uh, for rule violations uh how do you feel about that
1: you know i i don't think it's a terrible thing to do i i don't think it's needed um, I, I think that if a teacher does it because, let's say they're uh, they're a new teacher and and they want to make sure that they remember, you know, what the who who's receiving a consequence. I, I really don't think it's terribly harmful to students. I recommend using a uh, a clipboard. Okay, I, I think that's better. And, and, and the other thing that's nice about having a clipboard and a sheet of paper and just having your roster on there is um that you have every misbehavior documented and so that that that's what we recommend we also recommend a, a little piece a piece of paper underneath that roster which mentions the uh the the misbehavior and there there's there are several articles on the website um smartclassroommanagement.com where where teachers can refer to uh, to those, uh, to that particular strategy. Uh, so no, we don't necessarily recommend it, but I don't think it's a, ter- if, if teachers are doing it, I don't think it's a terribly harmful thing.
0: Okay. Uh, this was a, a two-part thing I wanted to talk to you about. Uh, how do you feel then about having like a be- behavior chart? You know, some teachers have behavior chart with, uh, with little pockets for each member of their class with, you know, little strips of, uh, laminated, you know, strips with, uh, like green, yellow, red, you know, blue, what what have you. Um, I mean, do you feel that, that that's okay? I mean, you don't think that's social shaming or anything. Um, how, how do you feel about posting a behavior chart? Would you consider it the same thing as just putting a name on a whiteboard or, or what? What's your take on that
1: there? Well, some of them are, uh, they'll put the whole month up. And so you'll see like how students did for an entire month and i think that is humiliating i i really do i don't i don't think that we should you know have that up and and parents coming in and and, and that sort of thing as far as behavior charts we're not in favor of behavior uh charts because they they usually um can go up and down so their behaviors can can uh, in other words, they can have a bad morning, but then they they work to get a, have a good afternoon. And there are lots and lots of problems uh, with that. Um, very confusing uh, to students. Um, but, but if it's just similar to just a way for the teacher to make sure they know, or if there's a particular consequence, so it allows the student to look up and say, oh, I've got to stay in uh, for recess today. I think that's fine because... As long as it's just for one day, every day should be a new day for students. Right, so every right. everything that the teacher should be able to say, hey, let's have a great day today, and I believe in you and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think it's I think it's okay um in in that regard.
0: I see. Now, or you could have a, you see nothing wrong with a chart listing the behaviors and maybe the consequences to them. Like maybe if this happens the first time, this is gonna happen same uh, repeated violation the second time, this will happen. Uh, certainly that wouldn't be social shaming because you're not attaching it to any any child, correct?
1: Oh, correct. Yeah, in fact, yeah. I think it's important to have that up in, in somewhere that everyone can see.
0: Absolutely. Okay. All right. Well, I'll tell you, I have to ask you, what is your biggest takeaway that you would want our listeners, our new teachers to know, Michael? What What would that be? or it might be more than one. I don't know.
1: Oh, just uh, hang your hat on classroom management for sure. Uh, In the beginning, most especially, uh, because nothing is going to work as you want it to, or as it should, or as the uh, teacher's guides say, it's not going to work if you don't have excellent classroom management from the beginning, And so, but on the other hand, if you focus just on that, your students are going to be on task so much more um, than your typical classroom and you're going to do really well. You can't mess up the other stuff. So I would say that by far, that's the most important thing.
0: Okay. Uh, And where can folks go to learn more about you or to connect with you?
1: Smartclassroommanagement.com is where you can find all 700 articles. They're absolutely free. You can also find all of our books and we've got guides. We've got um, classroom management plans there. Um, there's also a tab at the top where you can find all of our videos. I do a video every week. Um, and so you can you can check out all the information there and you can, there's a contact page also, or yeah, contact page also. So if you want to email me, have any questions or, you know, where to begin, I'm happy to answer. Okay,
0: outstanding. Okay, so that's smartclassroommanagement.com. Very good, very good. Michael, I want to thank you uh, uh, for sharing your expertise with us today.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks, Steve.
0: All righty, and I look forward to having you back again on the show. Um, Have a great day, and, and Michael, we'll talk soon. You too. Thank you, Steve. All right. Uh, Remember, at the beginning of the show, I said, if you'd like to supercharge your classroom management skills, uh, I'd provide you with a link to learn more. Well, here it is. Simply go to tra.teacherclassroomresources.com. That's tra.teacherclassroomresources.com. And I want to thank you for listening to the Teacher Rockstar podcast. I'm your host, Steve Hiles. I hope that you will take the tips and strategies that Michael shared uh, with you to heart and apply them to your classroom Management. When you get a moment, visit my blog and subscribe to my newsletter for the latest educational research, best practices, and unadvertised free bonuses. Go to blog.teacherclassroomresources.com. And don't forget to subscribe to us at the Teacher Rockstar Podcast. And if you'd like to support us, please feel free to share our podcast with others, post about it on social media, and if you feel comfortable doing so, leave a rating and review. That would be greatly appreciated. Thanks again. We'll see you same time, same place next week. And remember, my friend, you got this.